Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash C-O-L-O sportsguys. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, Ross, it's Rich Eisen. Yeah, it's Carl Mecklenburg. What's up? This is Ty Lawson. This is Jordan Hamilton from the Denver Nuggets, and you're listening to Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to the podcast. We appreciate that you are. This is the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. I am Ross Martin, and uh, per usual, Nate Timmons is here. Per usual, what's up, Ross? Hope everybody out there on the interwebs is enjoying a lovely, uh, as Ross put it, morning, afternoon, or evening, <laughs> whichever. Just hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. And if you're listening to this we know you are. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week, man. We're yeah. going gonna to spend some time today talking about how thankful we are. I'm certainly thankful. I'm a little I'm, bit thankful. Not the least of which. I'm thankful for the Denver Broncos. We're going to talk about that and the playoff picture and uh, Willis McGahee going down over the weekend. We're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets. And uh, what about them? I mean, it's you know, people still like them. Yeah, people are still following them. They had a big win last night and upcoming, they have some upcoming home games finally. Yes. And, uh, speaking of the Denver Nuggets, I want to say congratulations to you, Nate Timmons, and to your uh, cohorts over there at denverstiffs.com, Jeff Morton, Andy Feinstein, winners of best sports blog in Denver at the Westwood Web Awards last week. Congratulations. Play the play the applause thing. I was about to hit that. Actually, (laughs) now, well deserved. Well, well deserved. You guys do a great job covering the Nuggets, and you do a better job than on any individual topic. I think so. Well deserved. Great, great times. Now that being said, the Color Sports guys did not win for best podcast. I had expected that. Which Especially, podcast won the talking? Uh, you know, I um, important stuff to talk about. Or something it's like called that? "These Things Matter," mm. and uh, I was like, Psh, what is, "Who are these clowns? These things matter." I've never even heard of this podcast. These podcast noobs gave it a listen, and uh, it's really not that bad. It's actually a pretty good podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes. So. <laughs> I'll um, have to check it out as well. I listen to a little to bit. That. You know, if you're into that type of thing, it, it's definitely uh, not a uh, sports podcast. They talk about uh, various topics. Uh, the one that uh, I was uh, listening to the other day was on jam bands, and uh, I didn't get through the whole thing. Ugh. You're not you're not a fan of jam bands. I like widespread a little bit. I like widespread and all this stuff, but it's so weird. Like people talk about their hatred for jam bands. But what they're talking about is their hatred for Fish and the Grateful Dead. And beyond that, they're not even talking about their hatred for those two bands. They're talking about their hatred for those two bands' fans. Yeah. But if you want to talk about jam bands, it's great. It's a great, uh, 
I love jam bands. A little so bit. my favorite. A little bit of something for everybody, perhaps, huh? But anyway, <laughs> I don't know why we were talking about that. Yeah. Never. I want to uh, mention here that um, uh, you all, listeners here, as I do here, I don't remember where my notes are. You think I'd have this memorized by now, but uh, be sure to check out our website, coloradosportsguys.com, for links to our Facebook Twitter, and our Amazon affiliate link. That is still something we are encouraging everybody to do. If you're going to go do any shopping on Amazon and you listen to this podcast and you want to help us uh, keep this thing going, then click through the banner at the top of ColoradoSportsGuys.com, and then a portion of every purchase you make afterwards will go to us. Yeah, I believe uh, Cyber Monday is coming up on November the 26th. Oh, that's right. So you want to do your uh, Internet holiday shopping. And, And remember, when you click on our link... That starts a 24-hour period where your purchases uh, will support our show. So make sure you click it before every time you do your shopping. And as a matter of fact, if you just want to bookmark our link as your Amazon page, then that makes it easy. You never have to think about it again. I get everything on Amazon, I swear to you. I get every non-perishable item in this home delivered to my door. Trash bags, paper towels, toilet paper, deodorant, hot sauce, rice. You go shampoo. <laughs> shampoo, everything. Digital recorders, Digital CDs, recorders. DVDs. Yes. So anyway, uh, that we love for you guys to do. Also, if you want to, uh, um, contact us, you can email us. Our email address, as always, is show at com, And you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message at 720-722-1274. Now, some of the voicemails have started to roll in for our ticket giveaway for the Denver, uh, December 23rd Bronco game here against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, if you'd like to win those tickets, call us, 720-722-1274, and leave us a voicemail. And uh, tell us why. Give us a compelling argument. Extra points if you're drunk or it's after midnight. We'd uh, like to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> now, also, I want to say and uh, to don't forget to leave your contact information at the end. We won't play that portion on the show, so we're not going to give out your phone number or email address. But or we need a way to get a hold of but you. We do need a way to get a hold of you. And uh, that we're going to run that competition all the way up until, let's see, the Broncos. So it will be... It'll be, we're going to announce the winners on the December, on December 17th. No, excuse me, December 18th. So we're going to announce those winners and, uh, on the podcast and then we will contact you. So you have some time, you know, but don't forget, call us, leave us that voicemail and, uh, we're going to get you some sweet tickets to the Broncos game. And, uh, that, uh, could shape up to be a very important game because as we're going to talk about, uh, about the Broncos here a little bit, the playoff picture that is starting to take shape in the AFC. Broncos look like they're going to run away with the division. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of important games coming up, not just with the Broncos. We're going to talk about that. Hey, I wanted to say real quick, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the podcast, we did our audible.com read and uh, just a book that I'm about, I'm probably going to purchase and read here pretty soon because it's going to be turned into a movie or is already in that process is uh, Daniel Wilson's book, Robo Apocalypse, (laughs) which is, you know, your basic, if you want to get basic with it, your kind of Terminator type, you know, book, it's going to be robots, you know, taking over the earth, whatever type of deal. But with, yeah, it's all the, with all the zombie apocalypse stock talk. Don't forget about don't forget about don't the forget robots. About the robots. still out there. But this is probably more likely of a scenario too in the real world: robots as opposed to zombies. Yeah, and this dude Daniel Wilson has like a degree in I don't know what it is robot 
Ontology. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, robotics, perhaps. Call that robotics. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's like, you know, he builds robots, blah, blah, blah. He's been doing this his whole life. So he's, I don't know, quite uh, educated in this field. So, so it's, he might be a little prescient maybe with his books. Maybe it's, maybe it's like life is going to imitate art in the near future. Well, and he future. says in this book, too, that this is like he tried to make it as realistic to an actual robot attack as he could get it with what he knows of the robot world. So it's... Ugh. You know, it could be pretty, pretty sweet. But he said for the movie, touch disappointed here. I don't know who's directing it, but he said for the lead so far, they have Chris Hemsworth, the Australian that played Thor, of course. Most famously, he's also going to be in Red Dawn that's coming out. Supposedly, he's going to be in it, and he thinks they're they're trying to get Anne Hathaway to play the female lead in that movie. Ah, uh, Anne Hathaway. I always had a very poor opinion of her. Yeah. I think I, I always thought she looked like one of those uh, – clocks that look like a cat where the <laughs> eyes go back and forth. She does and look tail, like one of those. The tail kind of swings as the pendulum. Yes. I've always thought she looked like that. But then uh, over the years, she's uh, become quite the looker. Yeah, she's gotten a little better looking with quite the uh, looker. <laughs> still her young age, right? <laughs> Indeed. Is that how young people talk? She's become quite the looker. So. She's gotten older, but uh, yeah, um, sounds right. Yeah, so audibletrial.com slash colo sports guys uh, for that free audio book download and a free thirty day trial. You, you say you're gonna buy this on the audio and listen to it that way. Yeah, you can get it. Uh, you can do the uh, the audio. It's also available if you if you like to actually have the print version. You can get it off of Amazon right now for ten bucks through our site. Yep, through do our it. site. Let's and make some purchases here. If you have Amazon Prime, I mean, ten eighty five for a book, and it gets here in two days. You don't have any tax, no shipping on that. That's amazing. No brainer. No brainer right there. Or, yeah, or Audible. Either way. Your choice. Your choice. Your choice. Uh, Why don't you do this? Why don't you go to Amazon, buy the book, then go to Audible Trial and get the free audiobook download. And that way you can supplement. Like when you're driving, you can still keep up on your reading. And then at night when you're home, before you go to bed, you can read the book like the old school way. How about that? I do that with podcasts. I'll do the the pocket cast, and then sometimes I'll listen to it via iTunes. So then sometimes I'm trying to figure out, oh, what minute mark was I at? Oh, okay, 32. And then, yeah. 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 So I listen to podcasts. They're like three hours long. So, I mean, you get. Yeah. Well, let's it. try and keep ours under three. Yeah. We'll and try move that. along here. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> do a little break, come back, talk a little sports. Absolutely. All righty. All right, Ross, we're coming this week, Thanksgiving week, doing things a little bit different on this show. We're going to do a, a top five to kind of supplement our topics. It's back. It's back. The top five list. It's back Long a little. extended absence from our show, but we know people like it. Yeah. So this is going to drive the show today. So we're going to come in top five things to be thankful for. We'll probably make this Colorado specific, I would say. That you know, works. Why not? That works. So number five. May seem a little early for this one, Ross, but it's it's not really. Five is going to be eggnog. It's already back in grocery stores. <laughs> you can see it. It's a staple of uh, any holiday season, as well as not a bad thing to have it. Uh, you know, a little tailgate party, perhaps. Maybe Absolutely. have it at your your holiday uh, Thanksgiving games on Thursday. Yep. Spike it with a little bit of rum, and you got a winner. You know, I've got some eggnog in the fridge right now. Saturday night, I went bowling, met up with some old uh, buddies of mine that I used to work with a couple of years back. Did you hurt your knee like Andrew and, Bynum? Uh, bowling? No. Yeah. Okay. No. You're good. No, I don't know what you're talking about. 
But <laughs> anyway, um, uh, a buddy of mine that I used to work with, we used to do home brewing, and he said uh, we used to homebrew together. I still do a lot of brewing my own beer here, but he said I've got something for you that I made myself that I'm going to give you to leave with, and it's alcoholic, but it's not beer. And I thought, what could this be? And then I show up, and he's got a bottle of eggnog that he made himself, huh. and it has alcohol in it, and uh, I haven't cracked it yet, but I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed that people even make homemade eggnog. Are there eggs in it? There, I believe there's a lot of egg in it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think there's a lot of egg and, and cream and uh, you know some spices and apparently booze. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get the name of something, but you don't get any of that in the actual product, right? That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. What? Get, I can, I'm trying to think of an example. Of Me that. too. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, have one of those uh, on deck before you bring up, up or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll try that. <laughs> but, Next uh, time. So yeah, thank, you're thankful for eggnog. I, I don't drink a ton of eggnog, but uh, the problem is it goes so bad so fast. It does, but it also lets you know kind of you know what time of year you're at. You're you know. Getting into the basketball season, you're coming to, you know, the really heated up part of the NFL season. So it's just kind of when you know you're at the store and you see eggnog, you know what time it is in the sports world as well. Yes. So that's really great way to keep track of time. Boom. There it is. I don't use watches or watch the news. <laughs> you're like kind of like a Native American or like a Cherokee who just looks at the sun. You yes. just you just look at the the eggnog supply. Yeah, <laughs> when it heats up, you know it's you know it's time to get those coats <laughs> yeah. out of the closet. Yeah, and is it you know is it kind of tapers off? It's all right. It's time for then, shorts. Then you know it's All Star break time in the NBA. Yeah, there you go, there you go, Ross. <laughs> yeah, NBA All Stars. So we're doing awesome. our rolling through our top five things to be thankful for. Number four, Ross. I don't know if you heard the Rockies. Couple big free agent signings this past couple of weeks here. I have not heard. Tell they, me. Tell uh, me. To play shortstop, we're bringing in Walt Weiss in right field. They got Dante Bichette. <laughs> Welcome back to 1995. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I, I did hear about Walt Weiss and we didn't even talk about it when that happened. That was a week or two ago. Yeah. And I was surprised nobody came up with the joke that, uh, the, the, the Rockies are going to have, uh, guaranteed at least two more W's next year. <laughs> Boom! That's pretty good, right? It's not, it's not bad. <laughs> but nobody else, nobody said that. I didn't even want to say it because, well, whatever. Yeah. But then you also heard that they brought in Dante Bichette to be the hitting coach. So getting the old gang back together. They're following CU's game plan with John Embry, uh, Eric Bieniemy. They're bringing back all the old players and then having big success on the field. It's smart because oh wait, no, CU's getting blown out week after week. <laughs> yeah, CU is not a good football team. But it's smart as far as the Rockies go because it's a way to create excitement about the team by bringing in some old names without having having to spend a lot of money and without ever having to actually produce any wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. I get it. Walt Weiss, uh, the argument about a an experienced head coach has kind of gone the way of the dodo because of – a couple of guys' success this year in the majors as first-year head coaches. But I don't think any of those guys came straight out of, like, 4A high school <laughs> football or baseball, yeah. uh, baseball. So it's a pretty – it's a stretch, I'll tell you that. But, hey, whatever. I like Walt Weiss. I always liked Walt Weiss. Yeah, he's a smart player, and he was a good player, of course, with the Braves and the Rockies. And then, you know, with Dante Bichette, too, I mean, I'm sure he can probably help guys hit because he hit the shit out of the ball. So he'll, he'll be pretty good there. Yeah. I, I, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. 
it's baseball, the manager. It, 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 we talk about this in basketball sometimes, right? Yeah, it's not kind of a baseball huge. influences the game absolutely the least. For the most part, if you got a textbook, right, and you're familiar with where to reference it, you know what moves to make, when during scenarios, right, and all that type of stuff. It's not like they're big motivators. Baseball is kind of an individual sport within a team setting. You know, it's all about individual performances, specialized positions. You need guys to go out and lead on the field. And until the Rockies get that, and until you guys get guys that consistently hit and consistently pitch, who cares what the general manager is or, or the, the manager is? Yeah, and it's not like he's, you know, just a guy that came up through the ranks and coached some high school baseball. I mean, he played major leagues for, what, 20 years or something? So he's, he'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. He'll be great out there, but... All right, so that's, uh, that's going to do it for Rockies talk there. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of 2012. <laughs> we're not even going to mention, we're not even going to reference the mountain range to the west of us here until next year. Yeah. Just so people aren't confused and think we're talking about the baseball team. But at least, I mean, with the Rockies, they're bringing these guys uh, back. Wait, you just said the Rockies. I just said we're not going to say it again for the rest of the year. Okay. Starting now? Yeah. Okay. Well, with whatever team that is. Remember when the Avs brought back like Forsberg to actually play like a couple times, like real late, and it was like at least, at least these guys are coming back to coach and not to try so to now play. We're, now we're talking hockey. We're, we're done with that. <laughs> really going we're down, still... down the tubes here. <laughs> still rolling here. There's like a million people just like switched Stop. over to the South Stands fan cast because we were talking about hockey and and that other sport. Yeah, I thought you wanted to stop talking about them as well. Jeez, you're just all over the place here. <laughs> well, <laughs> still, we just got so many nice tweets from those guys. You know, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> all right, still rolling. Top five things to be thankful for. How about number three? The longest home stand of the season for the Nuggets coming up this week. Two games. Wait, seriously? The longest home stand of the season so far for the Nuggets. Oh, they got a two game home stand coming up. Back to back. Um, Playing Friday and Sunday in the Mile High City. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I guess we'd be thankful for that. So far in the year, through 11 games, they've had eight road contests and three home games. So haven't had a lot of people to get out to Pepsi Center and spend their hard-earned money on overpriced beer and crappy nachos. There you go. All right. I'm th- I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Games get- that which I will not be able to watch because I don't have cable. Well, they're here. You can go to them. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Want me to go down and sit with those scumbags? Yeah. Can you get me a, a, get a, on, a seat in a luxury box? That's the only way I'll go. To the get on ColoradoSportsGuys.com. Go to ScoreBig.com. Get yourself some cheap seats, buddy. All right. Okay, good. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Tying it in. I'll be there. What What days? Thursday? Uh, Friday, Friday. They're playing the Golden State Warriors, which should be a good game. Of course, the Nuggets went to triple overtime against them like a week ago. Yeah. And they won, surprisingly. And then uh, Sunday, we have the New Orleans Hornets coming to town with, of course, two exciting rookies, Austin Rivers. His dad coaches the Celtics, Doc Rivers. But then number one pick, Anthony Unibrow Davis will be here. Oh, yeah. I so, remember that guy from Kentucky. Yeah. Or, yeah. So you can see the brow live and in person. He's been good, too. And New Orleans isn't bad. So two pretty decent games there, but you should definitely check them out. Go check them out. People support the home team. Yeah. Go buy all the tickets so I have an excuse not to go. Yeah, buy them up. But with the Nuggets too, man, I mean, uh, they just came off a nice win against what everybody was saying was the best team in basketball was the Memphis Grizzlies. But, of course, that was only one game after – I mean, they lost uh, Saturday night in San Antonio 126-100, to 100, and the game wasn't even that close. 
Really? They lost by 26, and it was just a drubbing. Horrible game. And then Monday, they bounce back last night, and they get a win over Memphis. And Memphis has been good. Man. Memphis had a eight-game winning streak. They did. They had an eight-game winning streak, yeah. That's pretty good. Really good. And, and they'd been blowing out teams. Like, they blew out the Thunder, and then they came back and blew out the Miami Heat on, like, a back-to-back or something. I mean, they've just been they've been tough. And I was actually kind of surprised that the Nuggets took them out. Well, Gallinari, 26 points. Gallo, 26. Hey. hey. But, yeah, Memphis, 8-2 and two now. They're 8-1 and one going into that. But, yeah, Gallo had, I think, 15 in the first half and then uh, 11 in the second half. So it wasn't like he was just hot for one portion of the game. It's nice to see, yeah, some, you know, spread out scoring and – JaVale McGee continues to look pretty good. I think he had 15 points and eight rebounds off the bench, but he only played like 17 minutes. So, I mean, that's high production for, you know, the time he's on the floor. But I don't know. I liked it. Good for them. Good for them. But Nuggets still in in last place in the Northwest Division. That's a weird thing. We haven't really – you haven't really mentioned that with the Nuggets for a number of years being in last place, right, in their division. But uh, five and six, hopefully looking to bounce back a little bit. It's early yet, folks. Yeah, just two and one at home. It's early. Three and five on the road. So if you look at that road record, three and five, if they're around 500 at the end of the year, they're going to have a much better record. Because if you can go 500 on the road, you know, at home, the Nuggets will probably drop out of 41 games, maybe 15 of those. Mm-hmm. So it's a good point. It could be pretty good. I like it. I like it. Pretty good. So that's it. That's it for the Nuggets, huh? All right. All right. Really? Yeah, I mean, you still say, I mean, inconsistencies. Wilson Chandler's been missing some games recently because his hip injury is still uh, bothering him quite a bit. Uh, Ty Lawson has been very inconsistent as well. I mean, not as well. I guess he's just been inconsistent like most of the year. But he only had, he had like nine points last night, and it was just, it's like – what happened in these games where you're scoring like 20, you know, or this playoff series where you look like the best player on the floor, including having Kobe Bryant, Andrew Bynum, and Pau Gasol on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of a hard pill to swallow, I think, for a lot of Nuggets fans, seeing him not dominate the way a lot of people thought he was going to. But Well, it's kind of been the theme. Like the I've said, Ty Lawson, if your hopes are riding with him, then I have bad news. I have bad news for everybody who is strapping their <laughs> love for the Nuggets on the success and production of Ty Lawson because it's not going to happen. It's got to be Gallinari, Igudala, those two guys. One of those guys has got to be the leader and the one to carry this team. They've got to be the, the red hotel. The rest are just greenhouses. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The old Monopoly theory? Yes. Yeah. But Kenneth Reed still looks pretty amazing. I mean, he had, I think, 13 and 13 last night. I mean, he was going against Zach Randolph, who's known as one of the best rebounders in the league. I read a pretty good piece on him from Grantland.com last night as well. But, you know, Freed's going against one of the best rebounders in the NBA, and I think Randolph had 16 and Freed had 13. So it was just kind of a nice little battle inside. Kenneth Freed, of course, can, you know, jump out of the gym, and Zach Randolph, as they say, can't jump over a phone book. So it's kind of funny to watch him play because he's all about, like, footwork and position, you know. So is there going to be a lot more home games in the second half of the season? Well, yeah, you always get in the NBA, it's 41 and 41. So they're going to be stacked at some point with, you know, some uh, lopsided home schedule, which I always thought, I was like, you know, if you don't get in a huge hole at the beginning of the season, which the Nuggets haven't been, they're right around 500. It's not, not bad so far with eight road games going three and five. But I was like, you know, if you go on the road at the beginning and you're just trying to figure out who you are as a team, being on the road, as they say, helps guys grow together because you are just spending time together naturally. So hopefully that helps with chemistry. And if you're not staying up late, 
watching, video games. Watching porkies and yeah. eating popcorn and eating stuff. Some potato chips. Yeah. yeah. You know? Pulling pranks. Wedgies. <laughs> yeah, yeah Taking a dump in a guy's toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear about that? What? There's an old, this probably isn't a very famous story, but Chris Weber <laughs> talked about when he was with the Sacramento Kings that he went to, into his hotel room, went to the end of the bathroom, and there was just like a bunch of poo in the toilet. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I need a new room. So it took him like. He needed to get a whole new room. Yeah. He's like, this oh, room's not clean. clean yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on here. This isn't clean. So it takes him like an hour or two to get a new room. And it turns out his teammates had gotten to his room early and went in there and somebody went to the bathroom in there and, and they left made it. it look like that. Yeah. So that he'd freak out. But it, you know, ends up causing him like a couple hours of sleep or whatever, you know, his routine's off. So it's like, I don't know why you do that to your own teammate, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> it would have been funny if they did it at every hotel they went to. Somebody snuck in and yeah. I wonder how long it would take Chris Weber to figure that one out. <laughs> years probably. <laughs> Could take years for him. So. But yeah, I awesome. think, you know, I just think, so at the beginning of the year with having the road games, if they stay, you know, around 500, if they can get a little bit above there, and then they do have that home heavy schedule that they could really go on a tear. And, you know, just like we've talked about with the Broncos, get better as the season goes on. Don't peak too early and just find yourself through 82 games. And maybe that'll be a, a strong point for them at the end of the season. Yeah, it, it all changes at the end of the season. It's, you know, if they get on a roll and get in a good, you know, rhythm and have a nice chemistry. Everything can change in the second half of the season for these teams, as long as they're not completely out of it. Right. You know, going into that all-star break. So uh, it's better to have, you know, a lot more home games in the second half, I'd say, because it's, you know, theoretically easier to win at home. And that's when you need those wins. And that's when you need to build your momentum to go into the playoffs. So, yeah, no, no time to panic. No, they're still right in the middle of the pack. I mean, right now it's funny because if the season ended today, which I guess after 11 games, like, okay, that's, we've seen enough. We don't need to play the other 70. So the Nuggets are, are in uh, 11th place in the Western Conference. But, I mean, they're right there with everybody else. You can jump all the way up to the – I mean, the fifth seed right now is Minnesota, and they're only five and four. So, I mean, you're, you're packed in there with like six six or seven teams. You know, you mm-hmm. everybody's sitting right there. Top teams, you know, top four teams in the West have eight wins. So the Nuggets are three wins out of that, you know, three and a half games out of first place. Yeah, everybody's still packed together. So All right. Nothing to worry about. Last time we're going to talk about basketball till next year. Boom, 2013. Heavy on the Nuggets. <laughs> All right, still going here. Top five things to be thankful for. Ross, I'm going to go uh, – through one and two at the same time so that we can just delve all the way into this Broncos talk. Oh, I see. So number two, just the initials that everybody knows now, PFM. Got to be happy with having Manning here. Seven and three, first place out west. Manning has 2,975 passing yards, good for sixth in the NFL. 24 touchdowns, third in the NFL. He's only been sacked 14 times. If you do that in uh, – Order of most sacked to least, that's 28th in the NFL. So that's good that way. Because you look at the number one sacked quarterback is Aaron Rodgers with 32 sacks. Wow. I wouldn't want to see Manning. He's got 14 sacks. I wouldn't want to see him hit 32 times back there. He's been hit plenty. Yes. He may be only sacked, you know, 14 times. But he's Knocked taken down. He's taken some pretty punishing hits back there. Yeah. Literally hasn't really affected him at all. A couple times he's... Been a little shaken up. You know, he hurt his thumb a little bit on a play once. But overall, as far as his toughness goes, 
I don't think that anybody's that concerned about it any more than you would be concerned about any quarterback getting hit a lot. Yeah, and, I'm not concerned. And there too, it's it's like the, if you look at it, you know, Green Bay with 32 sacks, that's 32 negative plays, right? And the Broncos only at 14, which just kind of shows like how efficient or how good that offense has been too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Thank, so, and a lot of that is thanks to that running game. That running game. Which is going to be different moving forward. Well, hold on, Ross. Oh, hold off. Oh, 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 oh. Still rolling. So Peyton, those are, that's, that's Peyton number two. You're thankful for Peyton Manning. Thankful I for am. Peyton. I think everybody is. And number one reason here that I'm going to be thankful for, that, that Broncos fans should be thankful for right now, in the third round with the 67th overall pick, Denver selected Ronnie Hillman. This means now with, with, with my boy, my dude, Willis McGahee, going down, that we don't have to suffer and watch no Sean Moreno because we have Hillman to fill in. And you're under the impression that Hillman will be the go-to running back. I think they'll use a, a good combination of him and um, Lance Ball. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's – we don't have to put no Sean back into the mix. Yeah. I don't think. Well, this is going to put to test – the theory I've talked about this entire time we've been on this podcast, when you talk about the running game's importance on the game of professional football is as high or higher than it's ever been, but the running back is less important than it's been in 10, 15 years. So the individual is not as important. This will put it to the test. Willis McGahee has been phenomenal. But he's also been good for a fumble or two and well, a see, lot of situations. Well, that's the thing. But then again, you you can't expect a guy to never fumble the ball. Yeah. One a game is too many. Um, you know, but you know, if if, if a guy's going to be rushing the ball twenty or twenty five times a game, there there's going to be some fumbles, right? But again, you know, we see Lance Ball, No. Sean Moreno, uh, uh, Ronnie Hillman. Hey, maybe Jeremiah Johnson gets a look this weekend. You oh never man, know. I love Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> you know what about the guy they put in the backfield uh, a little bit the week before? Trendon Holiday. Holiday. Sure, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of different ways to use the running game. Uh, it's what a great what a great team in the Chiefs to go up and uh, <laughs> and, and test this oh, out on. Thank goodness. We should have a field day with this team. Uh, again, we you know anything could happen, right? That's any given Sunday, let's, you know, hopefully. And that's one of the things that's great about this type of winning that we've been seeing is that I don't have that fear that it's all going to come crashing down. I don't have that fear that the team is going to get overconfident. I just don't view that, and that has to do everything to do with Peyton Manning. I can't believe Von Miller did not come up on the top five list of things to be thankful for. I think he's the best player on our team. I think he's the best defensive player in the league and probably the best player in the league. Von Miller is outstanding. He is incredible. He is the single biggest factor on that field, whether he's whether the defense is on or, or Peyton Manning's running the offense because Peyton Manning knows – no matter what happens, that they can rely on that defense that is being that Von Miller is carrying this defense on his back, and he's doing it, and he's having fun. He never seems to lose that passion and emotion. He's just he's the most he's the fun most fun player I've ever the funnest player I've ever watched 
in in this city. It, maybe it's just been that long since we've had a guy like him. Is that proper but, English? The funnest player I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, funnest is good. And <laughs> the uh, most funsies guys in the world. <laughs> yeah, funnest. The funnest. Okay. Um, I think you're thinking of funner. You're not supposed to say funner. He's a big barrel of laughs is what you say. He's great, man. I love Von Miller. He is great to watch. Uh, I'm so thankful for him. And it's funny. I read an article. uh, I don't remember who it was. It was in the Post. One of those guys. Krieger, Cliffs. It's uh, not Krieger. He's just 850 now. Is that what it is? Okay. And they were talking about Von Miller being the best player on the team. And I say, absolutely. It's because they listen to this podcast. They've been listening to you probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think it's a conclusion that anybody could draw just by watching him play. It's, in, it's, it, I, I can't even describe how great and how fun it is to watch him play. What? He's got, I mean, he's got 13 sacks this season and it's just, you just know. Yes. And who just, was the guy last night? Um, Overtook him for the lead in sacks this year, but it was against the Bears. I believe that Alden Smith of the yeah. 49ers has 15 now, and Vaughn at 13. Right, but let's say asterisk that because they were playing the Bears, and I bet you I don't remember. I know Aaron Rodgers is the most sacked. I'm sure Jay Cutler's right Two. up there, <laughs> yeah. right, right behind him, and then Jason Campbell coming in there. I'm sure. So hey, Von Miller gets six sacks on his own against that team. Yeah, against gotta, that offensive line, and, and you got to throw in different guys in Chicago because you know if Cutler gets hit too many times, usually fakes an injury so he right. get off the field right yeah how did they know he was concussed <laughs> i mean he looked at the same expression on his face before the concussion yeah. as he does after but pretty phenomenal stuff from from Vaughn too and i'm just looking at the at the sack list the top 5 guys you have Alden Smith, Vaughn Miller and then you get into JJ Watt from Houston, DeMarcus Ware out of Dallas and then Cameron Wake from Miami I know J.J. Watt and Cameron Wake both have pretty crazy stories. I think Wake was playing in the CFL at one point, and I believe J.J. Watt was maybe out of football for a short period of time or something. But there's something pretty crazy about both those stories. I don't, I don't quite know them, but anyway, Von well, Miller, looking, yeah. living, living up to the hype, man. Oh, he is just the number two pick in the fantastic. draft. Fantastic. Oh, great to see DJ, DJ Williams back, making an impact. He didn't play a ton, but he looked as strong and fast as ever. So I forgot, steroids are still in him, I baby. forgot how big he is. You know, he's much bigger than most of our guys. And uh, so it was kind of cool to see him back out there. Was there any point in that game, like, you know, it was, I, I think I've asked you this probably every week, but was there any point in, the, in this game where you were concerned that Denver may lose it? I just felt like it was, I felt like it was a Broncos game and it was. The pick six. was never really in too much of danger. You know, at the beginning of the pick six, obviously. You start to see those types of turnovers go up, then your chances of winning go down just mathematically. Right. So that was, you know, sure that was kind of hard one. Yeah. But what was what was interesting was that you know Philip Rivers and his team could do they could do anything, man. I mean, it just looked exactly the way Philip Rivers has always looked. You know, he's good it's against like bad he's teams. Kind of smelling farts all day. <laughs> he's just <laughs> nothing makes me happier than to see him. Russ, you want yeah. you wanted to get in a little bit. Of course, we have the Chiefs coming up. I don't think we really have to preview much there because that's just going to be a drubbing, right? No, I mean, I hope so. I mean, we all need to hope so. I'm glad it's another early game so I can get my uh, breakfast nachos going again on yeah. Sunday. But it's what's interesting is as this playoff picture starts to come together, some scenarios are now starting to make themselves – the picture's starting to look more clear. Um, you know, right now – You the, probably noticed when you were talking about Von Miller, I was over here like – Writing something down. I was trying to figure out how these matchups 
I'm looking at the standings and I'm like, how many teams make the playoffs again? <laughs> so what happened? All right. So right now Houston has a commanding lead. They're nine and one, followed by Baltimore at eight and two. I had no idea Baltimore was doing that well. I thought they were struggling for some reason, mainly because I heard Ray Lewis was out. <laughs> I know, and just I'm like, oh, they they're started, screwed. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the eight and two, New England and Denver seven and three, right? So those are your four, uh, AFC divisional champs as of today. Uh, I would say Denver is pretty much a lock, right? Um, and Houston's New England, a lock. New England and would get that. Baltimore's a lock, right? Yeah, and the Patriots would get the third seed over Denver if they finish in a tie because, of course, the head-to-head matchup. But see, that's the thing. So, right, but who knows if it's going to be there's going to be any tiebreaker between New England and Denver because the Colts are surging. Uh, Pittsburgh is still in the mix and Cincinnati now they're out of the playoffs as of today, but they're five and five and they're doing pretty well. They're, they're okay. I mean, as far as I can see, I wouldn't rule them out of the playoffs, but so there's scenarios here that look kind of interesting. Like for instance, there's a chance Denver could play Indianapolis in the playoffs. Now that would be an interesting story, right? Yeah, that would be, that's the dream matchup for CBS. Yes. I mean, that's what you want. Yes. Well, that's, for the Broncos, yep. that's what I would want too. Rookie quarterback in the playoffs, sure. In Denver, I'll, yep. yeah, I'll take that. Yep. So, you know, assuming the Broncos are going to win the division, right? The next thing they'd want to do is they'd want to move up into one of those top two spots to get the first round by. Now, when you look at what the type of schedule Houston has going through the rest of the season, they're sitting at nine and one. And Houston should have lost this weekend to Jacksonville. They, they had to go to overtime. That, that, I mean, see, that shows when these teams, I mean, nine and one, right? Okay, could be eight and two. Ugh. All right, so now they're competing for that number one seed with Baltimore if that happens. But look at who some of the teams they have to play here. They're going to Detroit, right? Now, I don't know. Detroit didn't look too bad this weekend. Uh, I don't think they won, but. That's you know you never know what's going to happen with with that type of a game. And that's uh, I believe that game's a Thanksgiving game this week, right? Yes, there's actually three games on Thanksgiving where I think the road team is going to win all three. Um, yeah, we'll talk. But yeah, Houston. I mean, Detroit at home on Thanksgiving yeah. could pull off a, a game against Houston that, that's easily. Right? Then they're Short going. Week. Then they're going. They got three road games in a row. This is Houston's next three games: Detroit, Tennessee, New England. Uh, all three tough games, I think you could probably put a win in that Tennessee game and then they should go two and one in that stretch or maybe three and oh, they should, but I could easily how, see that. I mean, going how, one you, and two. how do you pick the, how do you pick the Texans to beat the Patriots No, at yeah. that, in, in new England? I, I think that's definitely, I mean, they're at least losing one, right? Then after that, they get the Colts at home who are, are playing well, right? Um, the Col- that's in Indianapolis or in Houston? That is in Houston, but the okay. Colts are going to be playing for, you know, they need to make to the Their playoffs, playoffs right? I mean, they're going to yeah. be playing their asses off. Vikings at home, and then they get the Colts again in Indianapolis. So Houston has two games against the Colts, divisional games. That's, you know, you know I'm, what I'm trying to get, my point is here is that that's not that easy of a schedule. And Minnesota's still hanging in there. They're 6-4, and four, and they're trying to get back in the playoff mix. I mean, they're they're right in there. Uh, in, in the NFC, where Seattle six and four, Minnesota also six and four, tiebreakers are out. But I mean, they're going to be that's that could be a real good game. Houston's playing a lot of like yeah, a lot of teams right there in the playoff. And games. if Houston lets up a little bit, starts feeling too comfortable, you could see them drop down into that third or fourth seed. And we all know what the Broncos' schedule looks like moving out. We don't have to go over that again. If they lose a game, it'll be against the Ravens. 
And here's what the Ravens' schedule looks like. So they just beat the Steelers. They go to San Diego next week. Then they get the Steelers again. San Diego's, you know, I mean, they're, we make fun of them because they're awful. But they could pull out a game, right? They can, <laughs> yeah. they can always have a game. Selective interpretation of that. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. Yeah. I think the Chargers could. Hey, uh, that's a long way to travel. And that's right in the middle of two uh, games against the Steelers. Can you believe that? Twice in three weeks, the Baltimore is going to be playing the Steelers. And it's always tough to beat a team twice, right? Yep. Yep. Especially, I mean, a game – you know, within t- three weeks like that. Then they go to D.C. and they play the Redskins. Redskins, another they, team they trying lit to get it up this into weekend, the playoff right? picture. Yeah, four and six. They're 11th in the NFC. But, yeah, they, they could be right back in there with a couple wins. Yep. At home against the Broncos. All right. Hey, that's going to be a hell of a game. Everybody circle that one. Especially because Baltimore never has to travel to Denver for some reason. I know. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be a hell of a game, though. And then uh, the Giants at home. Hey, Giants are always good that time of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, the Giants are the four seed out there, so they're trying to, you know, just like the Broncos, move into maybe getting that first round by at six and four. They're a couple games out, so that'll be – and where is that? Was that in New York? Uh, that is in Baltimore. Okay. And then they go to Cincinnati. And, again, Bengals are going to be playing for their season probably that time of the year. It's interesting to look at some of the Broncos' um, games where earlier in the year, you know, they weren't that – Great. They weren't that quality of a win, but now you look at that Bengals game. Bengals are doing pretty good. They're they're uh, uh, five and five. I, I picked believe. Denver to lose that game at, on our preview show. Yep, yep. You know, I mean Pittsburgh, right? We beat them first game of the season. Nobody knew what they were, but they didn't start off that great. Now they're looking like again, you know, like a playoff team. Yep. New Orleans, they're surging. Uh, there's a lot of teams that we've played that you know are starting to look a little bit better. And uh, so anyway, I'm excited. I think the Broncos, if they if they win, they keep winning and finish with, you know, let's say 11 or 12 wins. And I think they'll probably finish with 13. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> 13. Hey, well, Peyton Manning never gets fewer than 12 wins. I mean, right. that's the basement for him, right? Standard. So let's go out there. And then, and then when you start talking about playing the Colts at home possibly in that first round or even Pittsburgh – a team that you know we have already beaten. Uh, you know, maybe it's Cincinnati. It's really wide open, but the Broncos are looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and only if you don't. I mean, what you wouldn't want to see is you know Denver drop a game or two, Indianapolis or Pittsburgh win a couple, and then you face New England in the first round. And you're like, ah. But I mean, if you face New England in the first round and took them out, I mean, it's got to give you some pretty good confidence right there. Huh? Well, the other thing, so. I'm not as worried about New England as I was like last year either. Like when we went to that game last year, I was like, "There's no way they're gonna win." But now it's like with this Broncos team, I'm like, uh, they could easily beat New England. They definitely look uh, they they look better than the Patriots. Patriots seem to be they kind of always like that. They kind of not always, but a lot of the times because they're such a strong system, they're gonna win games and have a better record than they actually are. And and one could make that argument about the Broncos. And that we haven't had the hardest schedule and the hard, big challenges. Yeah. We didn't win. But, hey, some of these teams, again, that we did win, they, those teams turned out to be better than they were at the time. And, um, of course, we had suspensions to deal with. You know, we had – and then everything's coming together. Yeah, it's coming together. I was I was really – I was pretty upset, though, to see Willis McGahee get injured again and, uh, you know, have it be as severe as it was with the, with the fractured uh, – is it the fibia? 
tore his MCL. Tore his MCL, but he also has a bone fracture as well. Right, which I guess is not can heal the, on its not own. a major thing, yeah. But the most a, important thing is that, and actually I don't know, I mean, he doesn't need surgery to repair his MCL. I, I don't know. That sounds good. But the way they do surgery these days, you know, it seems like they can go in and fix things pretty easily. And so I don't know. It's six to eight weeks. Is this the um, is this one where he could get like a platelet enriched injection into his knee? I've been I seeing have that in the NBA. No a lot. idea. Okay, because so I've been seeing that in the NBA where there was ah man, I can't think of the most recent player that had this. Somebody recently, oh Brandon Roy of the Timberwolves. They looked at his knee. Was it Brandon Roy? I don't know. Somebody, but Brandon Wall. Brandon Wall. Pronounced. Yeah, there's somebody in the NBA right now that has a. Uh, I think Plagueis are MCL where they were going to go in and maybe remove a little bit of it, that the damaged area. But then they've decided just to do an injection with this platelet enriched whatever, and it's it's crazy. Like some people think that doesn't work. Some people think it it could. But you know, if you lose McGahey right now, it you know we're ten games in. Of course, you play the 16 regular season, so it's like he could come back maybe for the first round of the playoffs, maybe not until the AFC Championship game. But at that point, after that bye, after yeah, that first week bye, how after about the that? bye. But at the same time, you know, I think with these next six games that Denver's going to have, they're going to get into a rhythm with the run game without him, you know, and they're going to have some guys that are. That's kind of the big question, right? If he can come back, do you put an untested? I mean, he's obviously a veteran player, but would you put in? a guy that hasn't played for six weeks back out onto the field, or would you go with the guy that's probably going to have a pretty good rhythm going and a Ronnie Hillman, a, a Lance ball, the committee that you've had there? I mean, I think you, I think you go with the guy who's been producing the most recently. I, I mean, that's what I would guess if, you know, if Lance ball ends up rushing for a hundred yards a game the rest of the season, that's the guy you go with. Yeah. And maybe have McGahee play, you know, maybe he gets three or four carries, but he doesn't get, you know, and you give Lance ball, 15 or 20, right? Yeah. That's what I would I Yeah. I'm, that's what I would do. I have zero experience. Did you ever see Gone Baby Gone? <laughs> yes. That movie, Morgan Freeman is talking to Casey Affleck, and he goes, I don't care who does it. I just want it done. <laughs> is that a good impression? It's pretty good. I mean, it's obviously not a famous line, so no, I don't remember it, but. <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's everybody good. could quote the most famous ones. I was just looking. Well, but it makes that's sense I, for this scenario, though. Ross. <laughs> yeah, I perfect. don't care. Hey, and I don't care how many people have to do it. Give me 125 yards rushing a game. Hey, and let's throw in some of those screen passes as a part of that as well, you know, to Stokely or whatever. And, uh, which, hey, and I'm just looking at the Steelers just because we were talking about it. The Steelers, rest of their season looks eerily similar to the Broncos, um, rest of their season here. I'd love they've to see got, the Steelers lose out and miss the playoffs. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen here. <laughs> they got the Browns and then the Ravens. They could lose that one, right? Cleveland, Cleveland's a very tough two and eight. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, oh my God. I was printing off, uh, uh, schedules and you can tell which cities are stupid and which cities are just smart, like in general. If you can't get your whole schedule from the Steelers website to print on one page, Right, you got problems, and then if you got stupid things like this, you know, Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, you're dumb. You're dumb cities. Yeah, their schedules are not very printer friendly. Broncos, printables, very friendly. Fantastic. Very, all right, so here, look at this. So, uh, Browns, Steelers here at Cleveland, at Baltimore, home against the Chargers, at the Cowboys, home against the Bengals, home against the Browns. They got the Browns twice. Right, they got the Chargers, they got the Cowboys. They're not looking 
<laughs> that great. I mean, Tony Romo's horrible. I watched that game. What's with us always getting Cowboys games here? It's so annoying. Uh, it is. All those Texans, all those damn Texans. Mur- Murka's team. But, uh, yeah. I, hey, that'd be, I mean, hey, I'd take, I'd take Pittsburgh in that first round. Beat them. We beat them once on their way to a Super, on our way to a Super Bowl. Beat them this year. They beat us on their way to their last Super Bowl That's in the playoffs. So, it's our turn. It's our turn to beat them and then go win a Super Bowl. I'd just rather see. I don't want to play Pittsburgh again. I'd like to see somebody else. So, the Colts. Pittsburgh can miss the playoffs. The Colts. Cool. I'd like to see that Colts game. That'd be that'd be kind of a cool one. I think. That'd be Colts. Fun. Colts. Pats. Colts. We're gonna have to play somebody again. Yeah. Likely. Yeah. Either Baltimore, New England, or Pittsburgh. Like or Houston. I guess we played everybody pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Fan freaking tastic. Yeah. Well, you want to? Uh, should we go over our? Week 11 pickums and then get on out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Uh, Ross, you had a pretty phenomenal week 11. I had the feeling I did. You did. You missed uh, just a total of three games. You went into the week with a record of 79 and 66. You went 11 and 3 to pump your record up to 88 and 69. Wait, wait, wait. I went 11 and 3? Yes. Can I see? Can I see? Can you just show me the page? What are you looking at? Let me count the actual games you missed. You missed. No, no uh, I thought I missed four because didn't I pick a tie? You did, yeah, but you only missed, you had the Jets and St. Louis as a tie, which didn't <laughs> oh, happen. That, so that was the only wow. And you missed uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. You took Carolina in that one, and then you missed uh, New Orleans at Oakland. You took Oakland for some reason, which was, you know. Controversial pick <laughs> in the studio. It rippled through the sports universe. It really did. The whole, the whole uh, Vegas, the whole every sports book had to rethink the odds after that. It did indeed. And then, uh, so pretty my good. week, pretty good, Ross Martin. Not too bad. I did say so myself. So you, uh, with that record, eighty-eight and sixty-nine. If I would have missed every game, you'd be up by one because I went to the week eighty-seven and fifty-eight. Um, Game I missed here, I missed uh, the Jets and St. Louis. I took St. Louis. They lost. Other than that, I picked every other game correctly, Ross. I went 13-1. and 13-1? and one? Upped my overall record to 159. You are a 100 son wins. of a bitch. First one to triple digits. You know what they say in basketball, Ross. First one to 100 <laughs> usually they wins. Say. Yep, they do say that. 100 wins, 59 losses. You know what they say. For jail time, you serve two days. Day you get in and day you get out. Day you get in, day you get out. Here's what I'd like to right do. Right, bird. I'd like to keep. I'd like to. Take, Sorry, I've been watching a lot of the wire. Yeah, lately. That's good. Yeah, have they come up. We're gonna uh, change everything from the battle of the birds to the battle of the shit birds. Have you heard Bushy Top yet? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's my favorite. I, I want to take my eleven pages of picks to Las Vegas and say, here, I picked these, <laughs> or retroactively just send them the podcast and be like, okay, so now give me the money I would have won off of those. Yeah, it's proof. 100 wins, 59 losses. I'll vouch. Yeah. I'll vouch for you. Do I have to pay them the upfront money for those? Because it's sure. pretty good. Yep, go write them a check, you know, for whatever, a grand, and then be like, here's a grand, and then here's my picks on the season, and now cut me a check for like 100 grand. Yeah. That seems... Perfectly reasonable. And same thing for you with, with, with your overall record. Like, you should take that in as well. What am I at? Uh, I think I added wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, that's just how it, that's how it rolls sometimes. You are ninety and sixty nine. I had you, <laughs> you eighty eight. I shorted you two. So I'm uh, eleven games behind you. That's pretty going to be hard to catch up. Uh, only ten. Oh, I thought you were one on one. Nope, just one hundred. All right. Fair enough. Sprints. Hey, I uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It is indeed. But good week there. Great week for us. This is going to wrap up uh, episode 77, man. Yes, Carl now. Mecklenburg's number. Yeah. Why won't he return my emails, by the way? Um, probably not too good at the email, I'm guessing. But uh, anyway, let's remind everybody, don't forget uh, to call us at 720-722-1274 and leave a voicemail. And give us a reason. The most compelling voicemail on why you should get the tickets to the Browns game, which is we discussed at length today, could be a very important game for the Broncos' 2012 destiny. Leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll, we'll give those two tickets away. And then also want to remind everybody that uh, if you're interested and you want to support this podcast and you want a free audiobook, go to uh, audibletrial.com slash C-O-L-O sportsguys. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You can get Robo Apocalypse on there. Robo, See it before it hits the theaters. Robo Apocalypse. Or hear it before it hits the theaters. You can get Uncut Shack. Shack Uncut. Shack Uncut. Jackie McMullen shows the proof. <laughs> I think I don't think we need proof on that one. All right, good deal. Let's get out of here. Dedicate this to our buddy Carl Mecklenburg. Yeah. Former guest on the show. We'll be back on Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Gamblers on the storm. Happy Thanksgiving.